The following podcast was made possible by the sponsorship of Teresa Leong Lee and by Catholic Digital Resources, where you can find downloadable faith formation resources and evangelization tools. Visit Catholic Digital Resources at CatholicDR.com to build your own faith and the faith of others. That's CatholicDR.com. Good News Ministries of GNM.org presents Footsteps to Heaven Life's a journey full of challenges. Sometimes we get stalled. Sometimes we get sidetracked. When we walk with Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit to the destination that God the Father designed for us, the results are better than we could ask for or imagine. And now, here is your host, Terry Modica. I'm so glad that you're here because, you know, in this time of social distancing, I want you to know above anything else that you are not alone. You are not alone. We who are putting on this conference for you today want you to know that you are not alone. We're doing this for you. And God is doing this for you. And it's no accident that you were invited to come and enjoy this conference and receive from this conference because God wants you to know that he really, really cares about you and he holds you in the palm of his hand. And one of the things that, that I really want to get across today is that God wants to give you faith that handles stress the way you ideally wish you could handle stress. Faith is not something that we have to conjure up. I think a lot of us go wrong in, in, in our struggle to have a strong faith by thinking that, that if I just pray more, if I just read scripture more, if I go to, to church events more, if I watch more conferences like this or pod, listen to Catholic podcasts more, my faith will be built up. That's putting a lot of onus on ourselves. Faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit. To have the kind of faith that gets you through any kind of stress, including the enormous stresses that we're all going through right now together, it requires a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, I grew up with Jesus being my best friend. I knew who Jesus Christ was as far back as I could remember. And the Holy Spirit was not something I understood at all. It was some ethereal, ghostly being. And, and it, it wasn't until I developed a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit that, and at the end of my, my talk, I'm going to lead you through a prayer to help you grow in that personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. But it was in my relationship with the Holy Spirit that, that I began to discover faith in a whole new way. And I began to deal with life in a whole new way. And I began to recognize my sins as sins. And also at the same time, know the mercy of God. Because the Holy Spirit, you know, we call him Holy Spirit because he teaches us holiness. We were given the Holy Spirit in our baptism, but it is through having a conscious, I like what Ray was talking about, intentional. I like how he used that word intentional. 
have an intentional relationship with the Holy Spirit in order to, to have faith conquer all kinds of stress. Now, one of the things that the Holy Spirit introduced me to that I want to just touch on briefly right now is also the other third person of the Trinity. God the Father to me as I was growing up was a disciplinarian because my human father was the disciplinarian of the home. And I expected that God was, you know, I knew he loved me. But I expected that he was watching for me to sin and, and he was going to wag his finger and say, you bad girl, you're going to get punished now. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who right now with the coronavirus pandemic going on and its ramifications economically, we're wondering, you know, is God, is God punishing us? Is this a punishment? Well, I do believe it's a chastisement, but there's a difference between chastisement and punishment. And I'm going to get into that shortly. Because God the Father is not there looking to punish anybody. God the Father is, is not just waiting for us to fail. God the Father is somebody very different than any of us really know. You see, our struggles in faith, I believe, are partly because First of all, we do need to have a personal relationship with Jesus as our Savior, knowing that he died for us and rose again for us. So he rose from the dead to take us with to heaven. But the Holy Spirit, he gave us the Holy Spirit to help us lead the holy life that he taught us to lead. And God the Father is there to be a doting daddy through it all. And the reason why we tend to not see God the Father as a doting daddy who is delighted to answer our prayers is because we project onto God what our human fathers and other authority figures in our lives have been like. And even the best of fathers were imperfect, did not always give us what we needed or was not always there for us the way we needed them to be there for us or did not always understand what we needed. So we need to differentiate that God the Father is not the same as our human fathers and mothers and other authority figures. And there's I'm working on a book to help with that. It's going to be called 30 Days to the Father's Heart. And we need to spend time in our prayer delineating what was our human father like and how is God different from that. Go through that sometime and it, you'll, you'll find that very healing and very freeing. Because during this pandemic and the economic fallout that is coming as a result of everything being shut down, God the Father is there on your side. God the Father is with you through it all, holding you, cradling you in your arms when you want to cry, like any good daddy would do, and encouraging you and giving you pats on the back and saying, kudos for you, my daughter, kudos to you, my son, for, for, for handling this so well or for reaching out to your neighbor or, or whatever that, that he's proud of that you're doing. So understand 
that God the Father is on your side. Jesus has already conquered death and has already conquered the coronavirus. You know, Jesus is bigger than the coronavirus, but in God's permissive will, he's allowing this to happen. And you know, there's, there's, there's things I want to talk about in regards to that in a minute, but understand that the Holy Spirit is there for you too, to help you see things in a way that maybe you hadn't seen before, a way that brings you peace, a way that brings you understanding in the midst of the confusion and the turmoil and the messages. And oh my gosh, the messages that I'm in my ministry, Good News Ministries, we have different ways that people can reach out to us through our website, of course, through email, but also through WhatsApp and the Telegram app. And we, you know, I've been getting through WhatsApp questions and, and shared images of that, that are terrifying. There's a lot of fear going on out there. And people are asking me, what should we think about this? You know, there's, there's, there's a whole lot of stuff going on social networks that can be very terrifying. And as if we aren't already, you know, having enough to be scared about, be, you know, worrying about whether we're going to get through this pandemic, getting sick or not, and are we going to lose any loved ones? And what about, you know, our jobs? And what about how our economy is going to look when this is all done? We have enough to worry about. So in if you come across, if somebody shares with you something that makes you feel fearful, know that that is not of the Lord. There is nothing to be afraid of when you're resting in the arms of your doting daddy, Father God. And the Holy Spirit wants to help you know this and help you really know it so that, so that you feel the peace. And these when these people show me these these very scary things and they say what should i know about this what should i do about this and my answer is this and i share this with you my friends keep your eyes on jesus don't look at anything else and yes we have to look at the news to stay in touch with how bad is the pandemic in my area and what is the president saying and if anybody's listening to this conference from another country you know what's going on in your country we have to stay in touch but we have to limit it a really good way to reduce stress is to put firm limits on how much time we spend looking at what the coronavirus is doing and what it might do and what's happening to the stock market or anything like that and you know, are we in the final days? Are we about to have the three days of darkness? I've gotten questions about that. You know, if it generates fear, if it generates stress, if it takes your eyes off of Jesus, stop, get your focus back on Jesus. Now, when you think about looking at Jesus, what do you see? Do you see him? scowling do you see him suffering you know think about the majority of images that we have in our churches and our homes when have you seen jesus smiling the only time i see jesus smiling in pictures usually is when he's got children with him 
But guess what? We all have ch children inside of ourselves. We, are inner, we have an inner child who also needs that smiling Jesus, don't we? Jesus wants you to see him smiling at you because that smile says how much he cares about you. And a smile goes a long way in building up confidence, doesn't it? One of the best ways you can help your family right now or anybody that, that you come across. So you go to the grocery store and you have that safe social distance, you know, six feet or more. Um, and you see the stress on somebody's face. Smile. Smile at them. Beam the smile of Jesus to them. And in that moment, you are giving them Jesus. But to be able to do that kind of ministry, we need to be able to see Jesus smiling at us. Now, let me read to you something from Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. Finally, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Then the God of peace will be with you. Let me go through that again, thinking about it in terms Let's get this really sunk into us in terms of what we're going through right now with all the stresses of the coronavirus. But also, you know, we all have other stresses that were going on in our lives before the coronavirus came to our, to our land, right? We all have other burdens that we're carrying still, you know, underneath or on top of the coronavirus stresses. And God cares about all of those too. And be good to yourself. Remember, remember that God doesn't want you to lose sight of him. God doesn't want you to, to be so stressed out that you cannot be his instrument for other people. God doesn't want you to be freaking out. God wants to give you faith through the Holy Spirit that helps you in any adversity in all of the adversities that you're dealing with. So let's look at this scripture again. Whatever is good, I'm summarizing the first part of it. Whatever is holy, whatever is good, whatever is of the Lord, this is what we are to think about. Keep your focus on those things. And when you find your focus veering away from it, get back to it. Say, whoops, Jesus, help me to focus on you again. Come Holy Spirit and help me to focus back on the things that the Lord wants me to look at in the way he wants me to see it. Because verse nine says, keep on doing what you have learned in all the things that's going on in the coronavirus and your other stresses. They are very distracting from the things that you have learned about the faith. You have learned about God's love. You have learned about God's mercy. But all this other stuff can be very distracting from it and undermine the peace that God wants us to have through it all. You keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. The me being, you know, 
this is St. Paul talking to the Philippians, but this could also be, what have you seen in Jesus? What have you seen? Think about your role models. What have you seen in, in saints that are your patron saint? Or role model? This is a good time to be reading about the lives of saints, including, by the way, saints who stopped plagues. On my website, gnm.org, I, I have a page that you can easily find about three saints that stopped plagues. St. Joseph being the first one that I mentioned, he's a good one to pray to or to, to seek his help in, in all of this. And, and that website explains why. But then the God of peace will be with you. So in other words, my friend, when you have the, the, the focus where it needs to be and you discipline yourself to stop scrolling through Facebook and, and, and looking at the news and everything. By the way, Facebook is good for up, being uplifted. There's a lot of funny memes that put the coronavirus in its place that they're great for sharing and they're great for looking at, they're great for collecting. Uh, so by all means, do that because laughter is also a gift of the Holy Spirit, a gift from emotions the good emotions that we have including laughter and a sense of fun and the need for fun these all come directly from god we were created in his image right that means we were created in his sense of humor as well and god heals us through humor we need to to bring into our lives intentionally bring into our lives when we're under stress things that are funny and we need to make it a ministry of sharing funny things with the people who are stressing out. That's a ministry that's very important right now. And another way to, to get our focus back onto the Lord is to go out into nature. We need to spend time to reflect we need to spend time in prayer, but if we are, because we are self-isolating or we're obeying the authorities of our, our community, our, our nation, our country, our, our state, when we are staying indoors to protect ourselves and others, we don't want that to become a prison, do we? It is safe to go outdoors, and as a matter of fact, it is healthy to go outdoors physically healthy and mentally healthy and spiritually healthy. Go outdoors and take a walk, take a bike ride. I even put on my website, yeah, one day when I was stressing out a few days ago, I was like, I was praying, Lord, help me please, because I've got a lot of work to do in Good News Ministries today. There's a lot of people who need me to, to, to give your ministry to them. And, and yet I'm stressing out too. And the Lord said, the podcast that I've been inspiring you to make, put that aside today and instead take a walk, take a walk in nature. So what, so what I do, I'm always thinking like, if it's benefiting me, it's going to benefit somebody else, right? So I made a video. I, I, I videoed my walk through nature. And then afterwards, I spent the day adding scriptures to it and putting it. And that too, you can find on my website. It's called Take a Break. Because we need to take a break. 
And if you can't always get outside, use my video or find other videos that give you a sense of being in nature. I also have in, in Good News Ministries, we have um, a website of virtual reality retreats, catholicvr.net, because I, I've created worlds there where you go into nature and you can see it, through, you know, and you don't need special uh, virtual reality headsets for it. You could just use your phone or your computer and you can, it feels like you get your nature and turn on the, the audio. You will hear music that that's provided in there. And it's for, it, it's for immersing yourself in nature when you can't really get out into real nature to find the peace of Christ again. And we need to do that. We need to take time to reflect with the Lord. Because when we are reflecting, putting aside the distractions of the coronavirus and all the other hardships going on in our lives, when we focus our time on reflecting on what do I need from the Lord, that's an easy thing, and what is the Lord trying to re reveal to me in this situation? What's the Lord trying to teach me? Because in everything the Lord is speaking to us, in everything you're going through, my friends, God is speaking to you. It's a matter of learning how to listen and hear. And the first step, well, we need to have that personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. The second step is to take time away from distractions to really listen and reflect and one of the things that that uh that he helped I, i'd like to share with you a reflection that he gave me one time that really helped me out in times of, of stress i was going through some sort of problem and it was many years ago i don't remember what the problem was but i remember what he showed me what the lord showed me at the time, it felt like that problem was overwhelming. And as I was reflecting with the Lord, taking time out in the Lord, I felt him lift me up and take me slowly into outer space, away from the problem. The further away I got from the problem, in other words, the further away I got from earth, with you know with the the where the problem existed in this little tiny piece of the earth the further away i got the smaller it looked until i couldn't even see it anymore and when i couldn't even see it anymore because we, god and i were so far out in space and it was god the father by the way who took me there because he's a doting daddy for you too and the further you know, when we reached that point where I couldn't even see my problem, I could really feel God wrapping his arms around me like a doting daddy and saying, see, I'm bigger than all of this. I'm bigger than your problems. And I've got you. I've got you. I'm holding on to you. Do not worry. I'm going to see you through this. And I also learned that as he sees us through our problems, he's teaching us things things that become valuable, things that help us grow in holiness, things that help us become his instruments ministering to others. Because, first of all, the, 
he wants us to be at peace, but then he wants us to share that peace with others, doesn't he? We all know, right, that we are called to be Jesus for others. The way people who don't know Jesus meet Jesus is in how we treat them. Is the coronavirus or any of our other of our other problems, when people look at us and how we're dealing with that, do they see us looking any different as Christians than somebody who's not a Christian? You know, there's a lot of very nice atheists out there. How is our belief in Christ making us witnesses of the advantages of being a follower of Christ, being a daughter of or son of the doting daddy, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Is there a difference in us that people recognize? Stress helps us recognize where we need to repent. Stress, and when we don't deal with it, when we don't have peace, when we don't deal with it with patience and, and love for others and, you know, our focus gets on ourselves, we worry. And by the way, Jesus doesn't want warriors. He wants warriors. He wants you. He's calling you to be a warrior. But first, we need to get over the worrying. And to do that, we need to just be so in touch with the fact that, that God's taking good care of us, that he's teaching us something. And learning what he's teaching us is part of the journey of, of getting through the stresses. You know, God could, with a snap of his finger, just end our problems as soon as we started praying. He could end the coronavirus in two seconds, um, one second. But he's not because he's teaching us something, all of us. He's teaching the whole world something. And in that journey, of discovering what God wants to teach us. That is way more valuable than the answer to our prayers of Lord, help us end this Lord, you know, solve my problems, Lord. What we learn from it is going to affect our eternal souls. And he wants us to share what we learn with others so that their eternal souls benefit. When we're stuck in stress, we can't do any of that. So, of course, God wants to give you the peace that comes from knowing how much he cares about you. And he's got you. He's got your back. He's got you on his lap. And it's a safe lap. You know, there's probably people listening to this, watching this, who have been abused by men and it sometimes feels scary to think of sitting on God the Father's lap. And this is where you need healing, differentiating God the Father from everybody else. One of my go-to places for dealing with stress and getting myself focused back on the peace that God has for us, the peace that comes from knowing that he really cares, is... A sacred space in my mind and I encourage you to develop if you haven't already a sacred space that you visualize in your mind ask the Holy Spirit to anoint your imagination and then create a space the space that that I currently have in my life and they change from time to time right now in my life I see a, a beautiful field in the open air with the sunshine 
bright and the skies are blue and there's flowers growing in the field and there's no bees. <laughs> there's no wasps. Um, there's nothing scary in there, no spiders. And in the middle of this field is a blanket with a picnic basket on it. And sitting on this blanket is God the Father waiting for me to come and join him again. And, and I, I lean against him on this blanket and we talk or we don't talk, depending on what I feel like doing at the moment. But it's when you develop it and it's important to develop details vision and vision the details what color are the flowers you know what does god the father if you're visualizing him in it or jesus maybe if you're visualizing him i also have a sacred space that's a, a an inner boat that i go to where i meet jesus and the blessed mother she's cooking dinner in the galley and jesus is sitting at the back of the boat and i go lean on him what does the robes of jesus or the robes of the father feel like as you're leaning against him You've got to visualize the details because that does a thing in the brain that makes it become more real to you. And you feel it, it, it's, it's a bigger reality. It, it, it's a true experience of the Lord. It's not just your imagination. When you start asking the Holy Spirit to anoint your imagination, trust that what you experience is not just your imagination. It is anointed. The Holy Spirit is there guiding what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling, what you're sensing. If anything happens that's against scripture and against church teaching, you know that you're not in an anointed imagination vision. But if, if everything is good, if everything is, is of the Lord, nothing contradicts the truths of the faith, you are with Jesus or the Father or whoever it is that you're visualizing there. Um, and this is an important thing that during stress, we need to be able to do. Now, I want to, to segue now into where is this leading us in regards to the coronavirus pandemic and the economic fallout that it's creating? You know, we're not even talking much about the economic fallout yet. You know, we see it sometimes in the stock market numbers, but, but we're just focused on staying safe and and healthy and and yet in the back of our minds we know very stressfully so that when the coronavirus lockdown is lifted our world is going to look very different we're going to have to deal with the rebuilding of economies the rebuilding of society but i want to help you see this through the perspective of, it's like when God took me from my problem up to outer space. Here's a perspective that when I was stressing out about everything in, in this coronavirus pandemic, and, and I went and spent time with the Lord asking for the Holy Spirit to anoint my imagination and all that. Here's what he showed me. And when, and I've heard other people speak of it. So I know it's been confirmed. This was not just my imagination. And I want to share that with you. God gives us the Lent we need, especially this year, not the Lent we choose. Look at the timing of this pandemic. It's no coincidence that it's happening during Lent. And what do we as Catholics know about Lent? 
we are supposed to make sacrifices for what? To lose weight, we, we stop, you know, we sacrifice eat, eating candy for Lent, so we lose weight. No, we know it's a time of purification. We know we're supposed to be sacrificing something that will help purify our lives. And I do think a lot of us over the years have tended to be lazy about this. It's a lot easier to sacrifice chocolate as hard as that might be. And by the way, I love chocolate. When I stress out, give me chocolate. But if it's not purifying my soul, what's the point of it? God is giving us now a Lent that involves sacrifices we never would have asked for. You know, a month ago, let's say before Lent even began, when we're thinking about what shall I give up for Lent? If somebody had said to you, give up going to Mass and receiving Jesus in the Eucharist, would you have thought they're nuts? I know I would have, because that seems to go against God's ways. And I do think that the fact that we can't get to the Eucharist is evidence that Satan is behind the pandemic. There's other reasons why I think that too, and I'm not going to get into that now because I don't have the time. By the way, I put some of this into my podcast that I've already recorded even before the pandemic began um, in dealing with the, the demonic side of things and our victory over demons. So it, my podcast can be found on my website, footstepstoheaven.com, because the name of my, my uh, podcast show is called Footsteps to Heaven, because we are taking a step closer to heaven every day. Step by step, we grow in faith. That's what that podcast show is about and we are fighting a battle against satan but god is making tremendous good come from this you know the old cliche count your blessings again that's about keeping your eyes on jesus and focusing on what you know what saint paul said to the philippians you know focus on what is lovely what is good but we are in a Lent that we never would have imagined God would have approved of. God is making tremendous good come from that. And I'm going to give you a hint because God's only given me a hint so far of, of what, he's, what he's doing with this. But, I mean, one obvious thing is abortion mills are shut down right now, right? Um, there's, there's people who who would be maybe shooting, you know, shooting up people in malls or movie theaters or whatever, um, things like that. The world has come to a standstill. Evil has come to a standstill. And you can better believe that God is in that. You look at how, you know, how the whole world is being made to do a Lenten penance. Lenten sacrifices. You know, you're aware, or, or you wouldn't even be on this conference, like I do, that, that our world has gotten to the point where it's really messed up. Even good people, even Catholics and other Christians, have gotten to the point where, under the name of tolerance, we think or we accept that good is evil and evil is good that that you know that something that god says is a sin is not a sin and if we think it is then we're evil you know so there's all that demonic confusion going on and 
the whole world needs to have a Lenten penance even more than we who are followers of Christ do. So God is making, think about the timing of this. The whole world is going through a Lenten sacrifice. When looking at that fact and, and trying to just imagine the benefits to those people who don't know Christ or do know Christ but have been believing the lies of the world uh people who don't go to church anymore though they profess to still be christian or you know still be catholic think about how our minds are being shaped by what's being denied to us for example one of the evils that has been growing over the past several decades is me 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 it's all about me it's in individualism you know, uh, less and less caring about other people, more and more selfishness. And I'm independent. I don't need any help. I don't need a church community to belong to. I don't, uh, I don't need God's help. Uh, it's all about me and I'm independent. I can take care of things and we don't need each other. One of the reasons why Satan has been able to do so much in our world is because we Christians have not been coming together in large groups outside of Sunday Mass, to pray together against evil, to pray for the Holy Spirit to come and take over our lives and to take over our church and to take over our world. God does much through community. He designed us to be part of community. So when we ask one-on-one -on -one with God, Lord, you know, fill me with your Holy Spirit, for example, or give me peace in the midst of the stress, and we are not surrounded by other believers praying for us and, and, and telling us what they hear God speaking to us and confirming what we hear God in our inner thoughts speaking to us. When we don't have that community surrounding us, Satan has a lot of room to discourage us and, and to further divide us apart. And, uh, and, and, you know, there's just a lot of stuff that goes on because we are not meeting in community, but one of the things that god's been showing me about this pandemic is what i call the rubber band effect okay i got a rubber band here what we've been doing over the past what society and all of us have been doing over the past few decades is we've been getting further and further and further apart from each other and it's reaching the, the almost the breaking point and god is snapping us back together look at the fact that we are more together now in community though we are separated we're all in our own homes but we feel more connected to each other because we are more paying attention to the fact we're more aware of the fact that you know we don't know what we've got until it's gone we are missing the community connection that we were taking for granted before so we are hungry to get together so we get together over facebook we get together over you know this youtube conference for example we get together in over the telephone the the texting and by the way texting is not enough talk to the person hear their voice let them hear your voice and we are getting together when the pandemic is lifted imagine how we're all going to react when we finally go to church together again and see our the people that we always used to worship with the people we sat near in in the pews before you know we're going to be like wow big hug at last we're together people who i didn't hug before i'm gonna be hugging aren't you
you know it's like that rubber band effect we're like snapping back together again and remembering the pain of being apart is going to keep us i believe growing in community it's a turning point in our lives it's a turning point in our church it's a turning point in the world where god is taking away our individualism not you know yes we are important as individuals but he has taken away our selfish self-focus and and separation from others and he is going to recreate our church into something that is very together in community i can feel it i know it i've been praying for it for a long time and when this pandemic made me be separated from the people I normally worship with and the, the people I hang out with, the people I go out to dinner with and so forth, I've realized that God is now answering that prayer, the prayer that I didn't need to make because, you know, it was his own prayer. Jesus was praying in himself, I'm sure, because God created us to be part of community. But beyond us getting, I want us to look beyond, look, look even further beyond just getting back together again and, and, and being able to give each other hugs and, and, and worship together. And don't you know, speaking of worshiping together, our worship is going to be so much more enthusiastic, right? When we finally get face to face with Jesus again in the Eucharist and finally get to receive him physically into our bodies because we've missed that so much, we're going to be rejoicing. You know, I don't think God likes it when during mass, which is the way it's been for so long and it's time to do the Gloria and we go Gloria or Alleluia, you know, glory to God in the highest. Huh? He wants us to be truly worshiping glory to God in the highest. And don't you think we're going to be feeling that way when we finally get back to mass, see what God is doing, but let's look beyond that. Let's look even further. What? Again, look at the timing of things. We God reveals what he's doing through timing of things. What comes after Lent? Easter. What is Easter all about? Resurrection, new life, an empowered life, a life a life that's on, you know, Jesus is alive. And, and we know he's alive because we've gone through Lent. Normal Lent is like, by the time we get to Easter, we're happy that we can finally eat our chocolate again. But this time, we don't even know we're going to be able to celebrate Mass together for Easter. But you can count on, even if you have to have it live streamed to you, you can count on Jesus being very present with you. Jesus is alive. Jesus can come right through that television screen and minister to you and, and speak to you from that Eucharist that you see on, on your phone or your television or wherever you're seeing the live streaming happen. He's bigger than the electronics. He can minister to you right off of that. He can come to you from that host that the priest holds up at mass and, and enter into you in that spiritual communion that we make when we are not physically able to receive the Eucharist. But what happens to the world regarding Easter? We're going to have an Easter season. I don't know if, if God's planning to time it. I wouldn't be surprised if he is planning to time it with the actual Easter, the lifting of the pandemic. But sooner or later, 
the Lent, the world's Lent and experience is going to become the world's Easter experience because Easter always follows Lent. And what comes after Easter? Pentecost. I believe, and I'm not alone in believing this. And by the way, I heard this before even the pandemic started that we were going to go through a chastisement because in chastisements, things are taken away from us that, and in that taken away, we're, we're forced to reprioritize and, and understand what's really important. And with that new knowledge comes an Easter experience of hooray. Now in this, you know, Jesus is risen from the dead. God is bringing victory and somehow or other he's going to do it. He's going to let the world know he's behind the Easter experience that the world is going to go through. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's a pointless thing. Easter is all about Jesus is alive. And in that, whatever God's planning to do with that, God is then leading everybody to the Pentecost. There's going to be a new Pentecost. This is what I believe. And I'm not alone in this. And even saints have been predicting this time. If, if you know how to look down through what saints have said and what apparitions of the Blessed Mother have, have said and, and so forth. We are coming to a time when there will be more grace from the Holy Spirit than we have experienced in our lifetimes. This tremendously difficult Lent has a purpose that is going to lead to a tremendous outpouring of the Holy Spirit so that the world can become holy again. So that most of society returns to Christian values. This is something to get excited about and something to think about when we're feeling confined, when we're feeling stressed out, when we're feeling worried. Because when we look at things from God's perspective, we find the peace that he wants to give us. We receive the faith that he wants to give us to handle stress. And I would like to close this presentation now asking you to join with me in praying a special prayer that I like to share with people to help the Holy Spirit, to help you receive the Holy Spirit more than you ever have before. So pray this with me. And I ask you to hold your hands open at, in a position of, I'm ready to receive, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, fill me. Come, Holy Spirit, renew me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill me with the gift of faith. Come, Holy Spirit, fill me with the gift of faith that brings peace in the midst of stress. Come, Holy Spirit, fill me with the gift of faith that works miracles so that I can be Christ's body on earth, his hands, his feet, taking the power of Jesus out into the world, out to, to the people surrounding me and beyond, so that they can know that you are real. 
Come Holy Spirit, purify me. Come Holy Spirit, help me to learn everything that you want me to learn from this Lenten experience and prepare me from, for the new life, the new Easter that God is preparing the world for. Come Holy Spirit, you have my permission to change me. Amen. You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit gnm.org today.